You're listening to Cinema Red Pill, uh, where we'll be talking about all things movies. I'm Sharon. And I'm Timothy. So, for our first classic movie podcast, we're going to talk about The Matrix. For those of you who are familiar with it, you can tell that our name is is like a reference to it. So, of course, we have to pay homage to mm-hmm. it. Does that make sense? <laughs> to it and make sh- and make it our first film we discuss. Um, so just to give you the basic premise for the film, it's a neo-noir action movie that depicts a dystopian future where reality is perceived by most humans as actually a simulated reality called The Matrix. It focuses on Neo, who learns about this truth and is drawn into some sort of rebellion against machines. Um, so... I'll start by asking you a question, Timothy. Uh, it's considered to be one of the best action movies in cinema history. Is it is that hard to argue with? Do you agree with that? And uh, why do you think it's been considered to be so great? Uh, thank you, Sharon. Uh, <laughs> I I do believe that this is it's actually one of the best films ever made, probably the best from the past 20 or so years. Mm-hmm. I think it's the best because it incorporates a lot of other works of art, from literature to film to animation, anime. And it also involves a lot of genres. There's neo-noir, uh, there's the action, the action that we all know from the movies we watch these days, there's martial arts in it. Mm-hmm. And I also th- I also see a bit of a coming of age story in it, uh, specifically from Neo. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So when was the last time you had watched it before you re-watched it for this podcast? Uh, it was a very long time ago, probably, I think. Probably even 10 years. It's uh-huh. been a while since I uh-huh. saw The Matrix. So it held up. Did it hold up? Yeah, it, uh-huh. it's, it's even more relevant now than it has ever been, I think. Mm-hmm. Because a lot in the world actually relates to that, seeing as we live in a very digital world uh-huh. where everyone is actually living lives through their phones and <laughs> social media and all that. Stop sounding like an old uh-huh. person. Uh-huh. So... so your experience watching it, this, besides it being so meaningful, mm. your experience watching it? I think it was very entertaining. I know it would probably fall under that whole bracket of commercial art, the films that mm. Christopher Nolan actually makes, you know, the ones which have, which are very artsy in a way, but again have this whole entertainment value to it. Ah, cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay, for me personally, there were bits and pieces I could remember about the film, of course. You'd always remember the red pill. The blue pill, you'd remember the dodging the bullets part. Mm. There's so much, but I'd quite forgotten how complicated it is. Isn't the story quite complicated? I, I yeah, d- I'm is. very sure I didn't understand it way back <laughs> when. Really, really sure. Because by then, I don't, I don't even think I knew what programming was. Uh, so watching it now, it was with new eyes, like you mm. said before. Yeah. It was like seeing it with new eyes, and it was really cool. So what stood out? What stood out for you? Uh, I don't know. I actually have a list of about probably eight or nine things. <laughs> I know. That Jesus might seem a lot, but those are like eight okay. or nine things that really stood out for me. Uh, uh, first one, as I mentioned earlier, was the genres, the sheer number of genres used yeah, in the film. Yeah, the one literature? Yeah. First explain literature. literature. Yeah. Uh, actually, there's a, in, in the big, one of the opening scenes, okay, the beginning of the film, there's a scene where Neo 
when people come to his door, uh. he goes like, like I think they come for software. Or yeah, they come for yeah. software. So oh, there's so there's that book. Yes, there's the that book. book that I, yeah, uh-huh. you get stuff from that book was actually used by the Wachowski brothers to. To, the book the book was given to the actors. Wait, can I correct you? Of course, them the Wachowski brothers. Okay, I know, the I know. Wachowski's yeah, now because one of them had a sex change. Both and all that. of them. Both. By the way, I checked. Both of them are now women. So okay, uh, carry on. Complicated. I know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the number of genres used in the film, I felt it was really cool because blending all those mm. is a very difficult thing to get something very meaningful and very unified. Mm-hmm. Another thing I feel was uh, the character names. They're all given names like Neo, Morphia, Cypher, you know, Switch, uh, names which all relate to like, you know, Take and all that stuff. Cool. So yeah. I feel it was very cool and self-referential. And Morpheus, actually, there's this, it's an idiom, I think, uh, sleeping in the arms of Morpheus is like an idiom for being asleep. Wow. So that's actually really cool. <laughs> Morpheus <laughs> is basically the god of sleep. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah, then uh, another thing I think I saw was the way they paid homage to things like the opening scene. Uh-huh. Where Trent is running on top of a building mm-hmm. is just a direct reference to Vertigo, Alfred, Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo. The Which opening scene of Vertigo, mm-hmm. where uh, Patrick Stewart is chasing someone uh, with the police, they're running on a roof, then someone that falls off. That scene, yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember it's, that. It's, it's a direct reference to Alfred Hitchcock, just showing how how much of this film is based or derived from past movies. Okay. Yeah, I still have a few more. Should I keep going? Or? Uh, go with like two more. Uh-huh. Uh, another thing was the production design. Because uh, production design of the film is very important. Most people in Uganda and Africa in general don't really pay attention to it. Yet it actually gives the film that look, what makes it look like a film. So you could see certain parts, like when they're in the Matrix, there was this very green, greenish color to everything. The room, even the characters themselves had a green shade on them. Okay. Then when they're back in the ship, the Nebuchadnezzar, mm-hmm. there was this very pale blue color. So that kind of shows the two different worlds mm. that people were existing in. Oh, and I thought it was cool. very cool to incorporate the Oh, the Nebuchadnezzar, the yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll go with those for now. I'm sure I'll be adding on. For now. Yeah, for now. <laughs> Add more later. <laughs> okay. Now, um, as people will tell, you're the more... You look deeper into... I try, I try, I try. <laughs> yeah, I try, you're going to be looking much deeper into yeah. everything. Yeah. But uh, let me see. What I liked most in my experience watching it, usually yeah. I first tell if... It holds my attention because yeah. usually when something doesn't hold my attention, I'm going to look at my phone and maybe check for something else. Yeah. But the story was really intriguing because I had forgotten most of the things, especially the beginning. Yeah. The beginning, I had forgotten the whole setup of uh, yeah. how new. Now, I like that they really don't tell you any, they just let you, you yeah. like Neo, basically yeah, the yeah, audience is yeah. Neo, so you discover everything, everything with yeah, Neo, yeah. which was cool, and yeah. then you're real trusting your audience to discover yeah, to the discover, world, yeah. so it's so intriguing, so engaging, you yeah. can't wait to hear what's going to happen next, which is super cool, yeah. and of course the story is really well told, yeah. there's a lot of story, yet yeah. there's still super cool stylistic yeah. action, Yeah. Which so it's a good, simple, kind of simple, Yeah story with style in style it also in it, yeah. just made the entire thing so satisfying in the yeah. end yeah that, that those were my really big pointers for the whole thing i like that they really trust the audience and also i like that it's actually pl- plausible with real life like how yeah. you're saying oh yeah. nowadays we use so much technology yeah. you could actually imagine a world where 
machines yeah. take over. Yeah, Though take I think over. it's far off. Yeah, they put it at 2029, which felt too... 20, yeah. 2029 or something, which actually felt too near for something. That's sick to happen. Yeah, and of course, that whole thing is what if nothing's real? Yeah. It really makes you think. Yeah. It makes you think. I can imagine more people have made like fan theories on how all that came about. But yeah, that was, I, I, it's, a would, okay, what I wanted to ask you like, would you put it among your top 100 or maybe your top 1000 if someone was to ever make you make a list of your greatest movies of all time? Because I think that's a true test because if you're given a top 1000, you have so much. Everything you want can fit in. But the top 100, would you put it there? I would. I would 100. I would definitely put it there. You would put it there. I would definitely put the okay. metrics. <laughs> I love the metrics, but yeah. I have doubts on yeah. whether I would put it in my 100. I think I would actually still put it in my 1,000. Of course, I had a few problems. Yeah. Did you have any problems? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's one I'll point out later. I right can't out. wait to hear what your problem was. <laughs> yeah. Because there were some characters who I remembered, but seeing them, I'm like, there's actually nothing that cool yeah. maybe maybe it happened with the sequels but actually we have to address that we are not going to be talking about the sequels yeah. because they are subpar compared to yeah. the main one yeah, yeah. and the main one the, the, the first one is really the iconic one so it makes sense for us to only talk about that yeah yeah so uh, what else first give me more of your things I have another theory I want to talk about later uh, I think another one I could add was, uh, as I already mentioned, there are very many references to other works of art. Ah, wait, can I stop you? Mm-hmm. Which characters did you like in the in the film? I actually liked uh, Agent Smith. I feel I feel he was a very good antagonist, a very very good antagonist. Yeah, now yeah. let me start with. I didn't feel Agent Smith's antagonism that serious? much. Yes, first of all, the way they set him up. Mm. Tim, they set him up in a sentence. They mm. set him up by telling the agents mm. that no one ever survives them. That yeah. whenever, yeah. yeah, I prefer and most of, for the most most of the film they were showing and not telling. But for that one, they te- they told without showing first, no, but I think which that, I no, found a bit weak. I think they actually showed because even just like in the beginning, now when Trent is trying to escape. And Morpheus is like uh, their agents around, and she's like shit. Like even as she knew, like she's I feel doomed. like that's a and shit even, you can do when even, someone says the Morpheus. police has come. No, because Morpheus was like twenty. You need to focus. And by the time we're seeing twenty, being this badass, and she's already running for her life in the beginning of the film. Tim, I, I think, think it sets up that uh, whole fear factor, like these guys. And to be played with, so I felt like that was a setup for Karian Moss's character more than yeah. Agent Smith at all. And the interrogation scene, which was really cool, I like yeah. that first scene. Yeah. It still didn't make Agent Smith the super badass that I remembered him to be. Of course, with the glasses, that yeah. was the classic look. Yeah. But I didn't feel his badassness this time no, out. Because he was again, not if that was it. If that was it for the Matrix, he was just not a standout. No, but again, the thing I feel was another reason why the movies which came afterwards were considered bad. Actually, saw this in another. Should I call it a podcast by Chris Stuckman? Mm-hmm. Why he was talking about uh, just an example. <laughs> okay. Why he was talking about uh, why action movies aren't that good today? Oh, yeah. And they were showing how the Matrix one, the first Matrix, was really cool because actually Neo had a, an equal adversary. Like even he was probably strong, and he had to dig deep. 
yes, really beating. But now when the ne- when the next movie begins, mm. this guy is just beating these agents like it doesn't matter. And again, yeah. it, it it removes that bit of you know that I don't know that anxiety. Will they actually make it? Will they mm. not? And seeing how AJ Smith could take up any form, he couldn't die. He, I feel he was a very a very good antagonist for this film. I don't know. Everyone, everyone can have that. His plans would. You, I think they should have let one of his plans work mm. because none of his plans really worked mm. throughout the film so that just didn't make him as big a threat as I would want to mm. feel when I see him there. Mm. So Agent Smith was one of my major minuses for okay. this film. He just wasn't that strong a villain for me. In the, no, okay, he was strong. He was a strong villain, but the way they brought him out, I just hated that they made a sentence out of it. Like you had to remember that they told the agents that, oh, you will die. So mm. that what was threatening yeah. for him when he eventually met up with Neo. Mm. Yeah, that was I understand. One of my qualms. Yeah. Okay, who was your other cool person? Uh, I really liked Morpheus. I liked his oh, whole. So I liked his whole. He was like. When you, when you meet him the first time and when he's like directing near when you're him over the phone he sounds mm. like this very self-assured and confident <laughs> he doesn't fear anything mm. but then as the movie goes on you see him actually being very human and making sacrifices just to save Neo who's the one yeah so I feel that made him a very compelling character he was willing to lay all on the line for the cause okay yeah can we talk about cypher uh, cypher yeah we could talk about cypher yeah so cypher well, he's basically the Judas. At mm. first, as soon as he betrayed, I'm like, ah, mm. isn't this a bit tacked on? Mm. Like the whole, they're not giving him reason. You know yeah, how you yeah. start looking for, yeah. you need to give a person why they're doing yeah. something. Yeah. But I believed his thing. I believed his whole, yeah. I would have rather taken, yeah, actually, in actually, reality, yeah. I think I would have also regretted yeah, that. His, his reasons made a lot of sense. His reasons were valid. Because yeah. think, do you want to be in this reality? This yet yeah. in this helpless yet you could be living your life. Uh-huh. Being an actor, as you said, someone important, enjoying your life. Yes. Your simulated this, life. Would you rather stay in fake heaven or reality hell? I think I would choose fake heaven. So I mm. kind of got why mm-hmm. he betrayed and was basically Judas. Yeah. So no, the thing I want to talk about is how he's kinda Judas uh-huh. and Neo is Jesus. Yeah. So yeah. Judas betrayed Jesus, Jesus and he basically set up for him to come and be Jesus and resurrect yeah, from, the from the dead. So yeah. that metaphor really, really works. And he was annoying. I hated yeah. him, which is tr- yeah. which is what yeah. should be. What it should you be should truly <laughs> yeah. make the, the the audience repulsed by mm. him being on screen. I was repulsed by him, yeah. so that worked. Mm. Yeah, I liked Cypher. He worked. Neo, yeah. of course, is cool. Yeah. Ah, I didn't want us to go without talking about Neo without speaking yeah. how Will Smith turned that ah, role yeah, down. To do Wild Wild West. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that's, that's probably one of the biggest oh. movie blunders <laughs> and actors ever made. That has in got history. to go down in the books as one of the biggest blunders yeah. an actor ever made. Mm. Yes, I kept imagining Will Smith in the role, though. Sometimes I felt you would Will Smith it up, which mm. would have maybe been okay. Yeah. But. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, he shouldn't have. <laughs> I know he shouldn't have. Probably they were paying more money for this one, and you know, I think the Matrix at the time was involving a lot of new ideas. Uh, you know, first of all, the story was a bit complex for like the normal commercial blockbuster. Mm. Then again, the techniques and all that. So I, I feel maybe he was trying to go the more assured route of you know, let me wild, do wild wild west. Uh, you know what you're getting to make mm. money back. Probably got paid really well. So I feel like Keanu was But it was awesome. a big blunder. Yeah. yeah. No, Keanu 
actually Maybe got the role and Keanu. Yeah, and probably so. it's probably his greatest his greatest role. He won't yeah. do anything better than this. There's nothing before that was on. better than the Matrix. We still have him for some time. <laughs> John Wick is awesome. Uh, John Wick is dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that have to of course point out the one being super cool. Now, mm-hmm. Carrie Ann Moss. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? I don't know. My one problem with her was that the whole love story. Oh, I felt it was a bit that forced. Killed me. It was basically Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, yeah. She kissed and him. And kissing him and him waking up was what really. That scene. <laughs> hurt my soul it, it it was painful yeah, it, it was painful although okay one thing i always point out about good movies is mm. there's so much good yeah. that the bad is excusable yeah even yeah, when you're exactly, talking when you exactly. remember you hardly remember yeah, that sleeping that, beauty yeah. moment that was everything leading up to that was on point was yeah. on point and yeah. still the end was so satisfying mm. it was really cool seeing him be the one and <laughs> being clarified to be the one yeah. so ah but that sleeping beauty moment killed me yeah. how can oh, no what i kept thinking it in the sense of imagine you're a group of people yeah you're going to a sensei to show you your purpose mm. and your purpose is to fall in love, love with, with the one, the one. <laughs> that's the worst that's the I shitty know. thing to do to like morpheus probably league. got his message then <laughs> neo got his you should step up then as was like you, you fall, fall in, in love, love with, with the one, one. Like, I feel that was again. <laughs> that was so big. I really, really hated that. Yeah. So those were my two issues with it. I hated. I didn't like that Agent Smith was the way his character was developed. Yeah. Wasn't satisfying enough, and Karian Sleeping Beauty mm. stuff that sucked. Yeah. I really hated that. Yeah. So wait. Um. I think. Get, say any more remarks you had. What other main pointers did you have to talk about? Uh, I know it wouldn't, wouldn't be doing this review justice if we didn't talk about the whole the whole the whole dodging bullet oh, scene, which scene. is iconic, and, I, and I'm sure it will go down in cinema history as one of those great <laughs> scenes that people it just won't is forget. That good though. Yeah, and it was really complicated, as mm. in because when I before we did this whole thing, I had to actually go and read and see how they actually ah, nice. did this, and it was actually complex like it's really complex because what they were saying was the whole effect involves you know normal slow motion mm-hmm. usually the camera is in one place and you're seeing this object yeah. actually move okay move at a very slow pace but then now this 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 other technique which they actually call flomo <laughs> cool. yeah i think flowing and motion involves slow motion but the camera actually moves at normal speed through the scene so that's what made it really cool it was so, it was cool. so cool and actually pulling it off i from what I was reading is they lined up cameras on a rig, what? multiple cameras, uh-huh. and they actually used, they took a photo. Mm. So now in editing, they just combine the photos. Now, as you know, they, they said the cameras are different intervals. Mm. So as one camera takes, the next one takes, so it's like the, the, image, is, the, the, the image is moving around the character. Wow. So it kind of gave it that whole really cool, fresh use of visual effects in a movie, which I feel was the strongest, actually, if, if this movie go down for anything mm. it's probably going to be for that innovative use of slow mo motion yeah because now it's being done everywhere you saw the deadpool opening sequence <laughs> all it's everywhere yet it at that time it was so fresh on the news yeah and deadpool, yeah eh. no by now it has been used yeah, and reused and it's, it's no longer all that fascinating yeah but then at that time i imagine if i had gone to the cinema in 99 and watched mm. that movie you i would have, have been blown away i swear i would have been <laughs> 
it's the defining yeah, define, moment yeah. that if you just want to describe yeah. it in movement yeah. you can seriously say that for it huh. mm. that's cool i didn't know that oh and um i wanted to talk about the wachowskis now mm-hmm. with jupiter ascending ah, I know, I know. <laughs> how their career has gone downhill it's painful to see but yeah, i have a friend oh. i have a friend who said that uh, they they picked ali because they made like their masterpiece it was like that yeah it was like that it was actually their first very big movie mm. they had those that oh. done before were, you know small the budgets weren't that big this one was actually their big it was first like big 80 movie. mil yeah and no, actually it was it was like around 63 which was quite a lot which at is the time. a lot at Some the time a sort of trivia that I see mm. all over the place whenever when I was trying to search about it is uh, how Warner Brothers saw the whole idea and didn't think it was a good idea yeah. so they gave them 10 mil yeah. they did that whole first sequence with Carrie and running yeah. and they're like ah cool mm. so they gave them the full budget oh, which was I cool I didn't know that another thing is have you heard of the other actually one thing that I was intrigued to watch after seeing it again was Animatrix did you see that? I haven't seen that stri- so because they were saying how their true vision for the sequels mm. was to do the matrix hundreds of years before mm. but those hundreds of years before won't include the main cast yeah, which people are already yeah. falling in love with a studio yeah, couldn't yeah. allow so they did animatrix which actually shows the machines, the machines and yeah. why they became like that ah, so i, I, I have, have to, to see it, it yeah, yeah which was so cool yeah um more what else do you have i don't know because besides that i'll probably have to uh bring out uh, my the one the problem i had with the movie was actually probably the final act the final act yeah of course no the final act was actually the big climax with in the, the train action. no yeah, no i mean uh, from like the part where near is like actually i'm now going to go back oh yeah, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. that's why i think now because the movie had been not very intelligent <laughs> and no paced <laughs> Then there's this scene that I saw where they'd come to get Morpheus from the window. Yeah. And Neo is spraying bullets all over the glass. It's cutting through tables, water, and Morpheus, Morpheus is unharmed. So I was like, this oh is it. God, this I is it, actually. This is it, actually. Like, you know, it has been very intelligent, based in reason, logic. Yeah. Then they just go off completely and like, let's now give these guys the finale they want. Let them get a shitload it of guns. It went into the cookie yeah, cutter yeah, normal way yeah, of doing yeah. things. But yeah. it it served because understandable. yes, understandable because like, as we said, everything before was on point. Mm. So this was just kind of like giving the audience that that gratifying effect mm. of like actually watched a kickass movie <laughs> with bullets. It was and, t- no yeah. that I feel like if that was the only action yeah. sequence, yeah. the whole time it would have been so satisfying yeah. because there's just a special level of yeah. effect it has on you. Mm. Anyway, I think that's it. I think it's official that it's a great movie. Yeah. It has some flaws. Nothing is perfect. It's also influenced a lot of films from its time, like Inception. I, mm. when, I, when I was watching it, I was like, no, I just borrowed ideas. Because <laughs> again, it takes place in a world of sleep. They're plugging people oh, in. It's, it yeah. reminded me of Inception, Inception yeah. over and over yeah. again. So and I was thinking, you can see its influence already. It's showing through some of the great movies of the 2000s already. So. Yeah. yeah, and I think why did people just label Inception the most un- understandable yeah. film? Yet this is also complicated <laughs> yeah. in some ways. Like yeah. nothing's real; you just have to bend, and then things bend. I'm like, yeah. eh, good. It really, really picked up on stuff. So this is it. Time's up. Okay. I guess this is it. Yeah, you've been listening to Cinema Red Pill. I'm Sharon, and I'm Timothy. Yeah, uh, you can uh, find us on uh, uh, find more stuff of. Over-
on film on cinemaredpill.com and email us in case you agree or disagree with our views at feedback at film at sorry feedback at cinemaredpill.com thank you